Hello everyone, cmtopdog.com. We're discussing a few things in the market today. Is this a bull run within a bear market? What's going on? We're also looking at some other data that we can see across the board, as well as some light news speculation and that mammoth pre-sale opportunity we've got. Some juicy things to reveal about that. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Right, well, we should get into this. It's the 11th of August, AMA. Thank you everyone for joining, and as ever, thank you Zeke for assisting with this on your over-the-water view on everything that's going on. Absolutely, man. And I think we're on the uh, the same consensus today, trying to make sure uh, the community doesn't chase this pump. There's probably still some money to be made for the next couple of weeks, but uh, I think we're closer to a risk of the downside than we are the upside. And uh, as much as I'm not a huge Alex Becker fan, he uh, he did make a good point in a video today. If Bitcoin happens to keep running and breaks 32, 33,000 and we go up, we'll have a lot of time to buy mid caps. So we don't have to chase the big coins right now and put unnecessary capital on the line. Yeah, that, that is a fair point. Absolutely. Because when Bitcoin does get those runs, you, you see the people chasing it with the exit liquidity everywhere else so that, that's actually a really good point i didn't think of um but definitely pe pe people will see it if you go in the your, your big dog announcement channel your vip announcement channel i've done a quick sort of breakdown there of some charts that i think are very interesting from the last two cycles and this is the purpose of these is exactly as zeke says it's all about trying to get people not to fomo in at this stage like there will be opportunities when the market's like this and i can now get focused on this we, we've got a bit of an update on the the trading indicator side of things that'll be out with you very shortly the um a kind of initial tester package for people to start using it and i'll use this with some with some trades for everyone but if you have a look at the charts you can see historically that you do get 2014 2015 you get this sort of almost summer relief and then round about end of july beginning of august you see it start to move down and the issue with this is it moves down and then as part of the midterm election year with the volatility that comes in if you have a look at the spx charts you see you get september october sometimes november heavy heavy selling in the spx and this causes even more strain on bitcoin and crypto and really brings it down hard so this has happened in the last two cycles 2014 2018 and in the midterm election years it's sort of all aligned and this sort of summer movement up is completely normal the, the only thing that's been different about this cycle is, is the fact we moved down so hard and so fast um so early on um that that has been a bit different but it, it from previous historical analysis it does look like we we will make other movements down at, at some point but the, the good thing about this is if you look at the very top screenshot, the DXY one, what I've done there with the red arrows is highlighted in uh, 2017 and 2020 when we had huge altcoin and market rallies. You'll see the DXY is correcting heavily down for a long sustained period of time. So if we have a look at, and the crypto market performs very well, if you have a look at where the, where the DXY is now, that green line I drew in before um, actually had a perfect retest on that. And I think if the DXY comes down to that level again and breaks down like November or December time, 
that could be the trigger for a huge move, long sustained move up in crypto until the DXY finds its, finds its new bottom. If it bounces and starts to move up, we could be in for a, a little bit of pain longer. But DXY and crypto is not perfectly correlated, but, but long sustained moves in it is quite aligned with crypto. But, but as ever, nothing here is gospel. We will use the new tools that we've built along with some alpha. So some of these tools we've noticed are able to pick up volume changes in some altcoins. And in picking these up, the indicator gives you a bit of a hint. If we can align that with alpha or announcements or, or teasers that some altcoins are pushing out, I think we can actually execute some unbelievable trades over the next few weeks, which is something I'm very, very excited to get working on. Um, and what will happen with this indicator package that's coming out over the next over the next week probably you're going to get access to this and be able to start using it yourself and then over the next two to three weeks we will start getting the, the team rolling it out so some of the trading guys you see will be able to give some advice on this uh, some helpful hints and also for some of you be able to get actual push notifications through so really over the next three to four weeks we are hopefully going to change the game when it comes to trading for you and this will go both ways longs and shorts and if it if it plays out well it could be an excellent way to to really multiply your your bag holding with, with hopefully very minimal effort but as always <laughs> do not ape in remain cautious it's, it's largely unpredictable for the for the large part and sam i just shared the uh dailies and the weeklies for the the S&P and the Dixie so people can see what you're talking about if they just want to open up the the AMA chat um, I posted a four panel chart so they can actually see what you were talking about there uh, excellent yeah I've put um, in the big dog and VIP announcements there's screenshots in there already just highlighting some of the stuff I was talking about historically um, and yeah Mr. McCrypto's put them in there as put the put that DXY chart in as well. Um, and another thing I'm gonna, gonna share here, guys. Um, if you guys haven't looked at it, blockchaincenter.net, it's the uh, one of the sites that has the Bitcoin rainbow, altcoin season, etc., And all that news on some of the market trends. And if you see right now, it's heavily in altcoin, altcoin season with a 90% uh, ratio if you if you open that up on the altcoin season chart. And historically, when we get that high into altcoin season, like you can see how long we had the altcoin season back in May into just short of July last year before we had last year's summer crash. We'll hang up around that 90% area for a bit. But at some point is when it becomes a decent time to start switching your alts into Bitcoin because what you want is you want to be buying the reverse of this chart. When it says it's an alt season, that's when you want to start going into either cash or Bitcoin because that generally means the market's going to come down, Bitcoin dominance is going to go up. When it says it's Bitcoin season, we're down around like the 10, 20% level. That's when you want to start buying your altcoins because that's generally when the money transfers the other direction. So you pretty much always want to counter trade this chart. Yeah, that's very useful. Thank you. And of course, if um, you're on my side of it where you believe Ethereum will outperform Bitcoin, you can do a, 
an altcoin to Ethereum flip. <laughs> what do you think about yeah, that? What do you think about that? A lot harder to follow because alt, uh, Ethereum generally leads the altcoin, so it would be a little tougher to graph that, but it would be a neat concept. I know this site just started doing um, the ETH coin rainbow, sort of like the Bitcoin rainbow chart. So there is an ETH rainbow chart on this now, and I don't know if uh, they have any correlating charts with Ethereum to, uh, uh, other than using the trading view, uh, pairs like the Ethereum pairs to Bitcoin, et cetera, Ethereum to other alts. But uh, that would be a neat uh, concept to see what the comparisons are. But uh, if you go down to the bottom of this one, um, you can see the percentage. It goes off a 90-day. So basically, it's quarterly. It goes off a 90-day season. So you can see what your top performers were in the past 90 days. Um, and it was uh, like Ethereum Classic is up there, Lido, Quant. Uniswap, Matic, basically anything related to Ethereum is uh, is near the top of this for top gainers. Yeah, it's a pretty useful website, actually. Thanks very much. Um, and what we can see with the chart I've posted there is we, we spoke about this a long time, this sort of Ethereum versus Bitcoin super trend for the last couple of years. And Ethereum has now managed to craft its way back in. For those of you that remember when we were talking about alts and what was happening to the market in May, we suspected that as soon as Ethereum broke downward out of this trend around about May 16th, May 23rd, it would be quite aggressive movement downwards and that's exactly what's happened. But of course it's recovered hard, it's moved back into that, that those mammoth two uh, uptrends. So yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. What happens from here though is anyone's guess. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I think we're still at the mercy of the Fed going into next month because I just, as much as the U.S. says they curved inflation, they didn't curve inflation, they changed the metrics that it's measured by. Um, some people used the, I don't have the tweet, but uh, one of the market analysts used the original data from uh, the late 70s, early, uh, early 80s when inflation ran rampant in the US and the true inflation is around 16 and a half percent if they use the old metrics. So we've we've changed the goalposts. So I don't know if the Fed's going to still go with a 0.75 or something high because I think people are starting to expect a half point or even a 0.25 uh, raise just because well, inflation was down by 0.2%. Like that's it's still super high. Like that's not a goal. The goal is to get below 5% and we're nowhere near below 5%. So uh, I think they, uh, they could do something that really spooks the market in September if they want to, if uh, the S and P and crypto, if everything keeps running and they really want to put inflation in check, we could get a very unexpected rate hike in September. That's larger than people think is coming because I think people are going to get very complacent right now. Yeah, and I, I do believe, you know, a lot of these charts, they, you feel like they, they follow the news a bit, but if you look at it historically, you know, obviously what's going on globally at the moment with the likes of inflation and interest rates and things like that has not happened for a few years. But what we have seen in the previous cycles of crypto is these trends of a bit of summer relief um, and then a, a sell-off around about October, November has happened anyway. So as, as much as it's good to pay attention to this news, it's, it's largely just noise, isn't it? We, we're all here for the long game. 
Yeah, I think the only anomaly was last year where we went up from September to November and hit 69,000 again. But other than that, this is generally uh, lower uh, lower market volatility and lower prices. But uh, other than last year, it was the first time we had that big run up in those sort of late months. Yeah, well, I mean, 2021 would have just basically mirrored, basically mirrored the 2017 yeah. run. Um, where we had the, the the huge run up over Christmas, of course we we did we peak out a bit. Yeah, we peaked out a bit earlier last year. Yes, last year. Yeah, yeah, we peaked out late November, not early December. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we certainly dropped harder as well. So it's it's like it's being compressed, isn't it? It's almost like people are actually anticipating it so much, it's making it happen earlier. Um. T, your question, I've actually contemplated that. Um, if the Fed folds till after the U.S. election, I believe the Fed loses all credibility that they are independent of government. Um, do I think it could happen? Uh, yeah, it seems like the Democrats right now can do whatever they want and do no wrong, and we're just going to keep putting Trump in the news after what happened the last few days ago, not that. I support Trump either, but uh, what's going on in the U.S. political system right now? Um, I think anything's up for games, but if the rate hikes are low or delayed, the Fed as an institution, I think, loses all credibility. Well, at least the chair does. Like, Powell loses all his credibility. The Fed's always going to be the Fed. It's just how big is the how big a puppet is the person running it? Sorry, I had my mic muted. Yeah, thanks very much, Zeke. I would have to agree with that myself. Um, there's a lot of toing and froing, and anyway, there's loads of other economic issues going on at the moment as well, like the, some of the unbelievable comments coming out of Pelosi with regards to regards China to... being a free state and things like that. It's, you, you wonder what's going on in their heads. Oh, just... That's the other thing about, and it's not just the U.S., just political systems as a whole. When you got people in their 80s that I don't trust to drive their car down the street are running a country, it's it's a little scary. Like, I wouldn't trust that lady to drive around the block and get herself home. Yeah, of course. They are, these people are largely not, not really thinking about themselves. They're, they're thinking about you know they've got another 10 years on the planet they, they, they're thinking about the the larger business entities and, and their family that are running the money in the background and, and what they can do to, to help influence that these people do not control the system you they're already billionaires it doesn't matter to them what happens over the next five ten years um and that's why we've got a lot of other environmental problems and issues in the world as well because the people that run it are not thinking 50, 100 years down the line. It's, it's very much a, a five, 10 year outlook. Well, when you can buy carbon credits that offset your polluting, you're not really environmental. You're just passing the buck. <laughs> the more money you have, but apparently you don't pollute. You just buy your way out of it. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I come from a country where 99% of our energy is green. Yeah, we have yeah. some of the highest energy hikes in the world right now because of how they tax that, that green economy that we produce from wind. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, I'm facing the reality of that as someone that owns a, owns a house in Scotland. 
Yeah, everyone wants to go green, but yet we do nothing to help it. Oh, you've got a question there about... I wish I wish 360 was here for that one. Um, I unfortunately was not home when they uh, when they got into that one. Uh, but uh, I know 360 sold out early, and he's a little bummed that he uh, didn't ride out ride it up as high as he could have. Um, and when it comes to NFTs and the limited amount of capital that's in the NFT marketplace right now. Um, it's definitely hard to buy into any pumps, no different than like a random alt altcoin when it takes off. If, uh, if you got in early, some of those free mints have been, uh, been ridiculous lately, but, uh, yeah, I know, uh, I know 360 sold his a little earlier than he was hoping and, uh, and he was a little bummed about it. What, what was the value? What did end? I, I missed this. Uh, it was a free mint. They, uh, last I saw them, they were closing in on like 0 0.2, 0 0.3. I, I didn't check them today, but they, for a free mint, uh, it, yeah, I was going to say, I bet you I wouldn't have been surprised if they got half a ETH. So yeah, for a free mint, you could have uh, chalked up, depending on where you sold, anywhere from 0.1 to, to half an Ethereum per, per NFT. Wow. And you could have probably got that over 10, 20 wallets. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, it's a good sign these things are happening in NFTs. There was that $4 million NFT sale a couple of days ago as well. I think that, that's good for the market if NFTs can recover. That's a very, very good sign. Very, very good sign. Yeah, and if anybody wants to play the, uh, the free mint game, make sure you set up a secondary MetaMask wallet. Like, don't use your main account on your MetaMask. Set up a secondary account that's just a burner. Put enough Ethereum in it to cover gas prices and uh that way if the mints get compromised you just delete that burner account never use it again create a new one never use uh your main wallet for free mints because that's how they're they are risky and that's how a lot of people lose their crypto and their nft collections is uh they do it off their main wallet they don't realize what contract they're signing and there goes all your goods Um, is anyone get any more questions or anything they want to discuss? Uh, there are a lot of updates coming. Um, we, we've been building so, so much. Um, and I think I've got a bit of alpha to share on Obscuro as well for those of you that are involved in the pre-sale. Um, this is pretty interesting. I'll send out the link if I can find it again. But one of the things we had about Obscuro was... They did not seem to have many tokens set aside for like builders and development and stuff like that. But I'd initially thought like these guys are three that it's not going to be hard for them to attract people over, and likely they've probably already got a lot of big business ready to deploy. What we did see was that on their testnet or devnet, they've got something like eighteen thousand applications already. Um, so Obscuro is a seriously big deal. Um, Sam, I shared a tweet with you today on Godzilla. I'll just put it in the chat so you don't have to go find it. Oh yeah, no, I, I do remember. No, that. I do remember that. Oh, did did you see that? Um, I, have you uh, been in touch with them lately? Um, I've not not heard from them, but the tweet didn't look good, did it? It's kind of like a, a bit of a step away from crypto gaming as a whole that we thought, wasn't it? I thought that it's a bit of a missed opportunity. 
it depends on in a way i kind of liked it because a lot of a lot of the regular gamers don't understand nfts yet as long as the token is the general currency of the game i'm actually still really happy with it um there's another um game that hasn't done bad that sort of did the same thing like where there's almost like there's two versions of it there's the the nft version and the the non-nft version but uh the economies are linked through the token which uh which actually isn't bad so as long as the token uh becomes useful then i didn't mind the post if they just want to use uh crypto as a currency and not use nfts but I, I think as games like this come out and gamers understand, holy shit, I can actually own this submachine gun from the game and sell it to somebody for a few grand. Once people see the money they can make rather than the mental block that, oh, I don't want to have to, like, they don't realize how much money they're spending and not getting a return. A lot of these game studio, they're not game studios, but uh, esports teams. Once they see how much more money they can make in some of these games, getting the top NFTs, beating some of these games for sort of Warcraft's always the best example. Like if all the stuff in Warcraft back in the day was NFT based, the top guilds and the money people would have made playing Warcraft would have been astronomical. So I think once the integration happens, it'll be a landslide. Oh yeah, definitely because they can tax these things and it just encourages more use, more obsessive use about it. If people can start earning from these games, there's millions and millions of people that will play them even more. They'll become a bigger deal and they will last much longer as well. And they will just basically make more and more profit for the game developers as well. Um, I was going to... What was the extra thing I was going to... So, yeah. Another thing that may be an update to Obscuro, which is potentially a very good thing for us as well. The initial token unlock amount, I think at the moment is poised at 5% on token generation. So that means as soon as the token comes out, you get 5% of your allocation straight away. We're currently discussing with them about a potential change to this in which there would be 15% initially available. Nice. Now this is good because I'm reading between the lines here. Any time a new coin has came out and suddenly given a bit more at TGE, meaning that the unlocks thereafter are smaller over a couple of years, like 3 or 4% monthly or something like that. As soon as that happens, I have sort of noticed that it, it tends to come with big exchange listings. People remember my neighbor Alice this random game yes. suddenly got the Binance listing and that's what they done last minute. They all of a sudden said they were going to give more of the token unlock and it's because Binance as part of listing a pre-sale token they want the quarterly or monthly unlocks to be much smaller on the token. I think how they handle the market making and things like that. So reading between the lines I think this is a pretty good thing for Obscuro but don't hold me to it. But yeah 15% is juicy for sure. Um, and then just to touch base on what CryptoFace asked where or said about uh, Minecraft and other big studios uh, rejecting NFTs, I think the reason they've done that is because they can't front run it yet. So I think they don't want third party uh, entities like an OpenSea getting the sales and uh, royalties off of their uh, 
the secondary market until they find a way to like EA Sports say could partner with OpenSea or somebody where there's a specific spot for all their video game NFT. Like they need to find a way that they get their piece of the pie for these secondary sales. So I don't think they're rejecting it as a whole because they know it's coming. They're rejecting it because they don't know how to uh, retain all the capital from these secondary sales. They don't want the money going player to player and them not getting their piece. Yeah, exactly, because this is something that happened with Counter-Strike Global Offensive. People were buying these weapon packs for, like, I think it was $2 or something. You got the key and you unlocked this box. And then sometimes people were unlocking skins that were selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But guess what? That was going on like a sort of gaming black market where, where people were trading this. And the, the game, people are seeing nothing back from it. So yeah, you're right. They, they will need to work out the schematics of it just to just ensure it's it's wise for them. And it's it's maybe just initially to do with what do you think? There's maybe kind of regulation issues or things like that, and they just want to make sure they can get it launched first, and then maybe think about it later as well. Yeah, and I just I think they just obviously from they know there's going to be a ton of money changing hands on NFT sales of whether it's weapons, armor, skins, whatever you want they need a piece of some kind of marketplace so they get their piece of the pie they're not like i said they're not going to release these nft uh add-ons for games and not get any revenue for it yeah we've seen a lot of uh positive things with nfts of course you've seen the oh yeah it was the toxic board ape it sold for four million didn't it and of course that's all yeah, the, awesome. the, the thing they had with was it Tiffany, that famous brand from New York? Yes. The one all the girls want. Um, so yeah, they did a, oddly did a collab with the board Ape Club as well. Um, and then I know a lot of uh, a lot of you guys did XCAD, but if anyone follows Veracity too, they just signed a big advertising deal, and I'll share the uh, the link to the tweet for that. So Veracity just signed a uh, signed with Bright Cove. Yeah, this is this is what we're seeing now. These larger players in the space starting to move into crypto. Like we, you've got it there with Veracity, XCAD, and of course, I think the the sort of first one to think about it was the the brave browser with the basic yeah, attention basic. token which of course initially i thought wow millions of people will use this this coin's going to pump doesn't seem to have happened but i think it's because the rewards model is so bad on it like I, i've used that it's browser terrible. for years and i think you know made like 50 cents or something ridiculous. something ridiculous yeah it's absolutely a terrible reward system for uh it's good for the advertisers it's not great for the user Yeah, and these things will be refined more in the future. It's just, yeah, I, I, th I think we're, we're we're definitely definitely on the edge. I would like to hope that next year is, is a very good year for crypto. Probably this sell-off throughout this year, a lot of people stacked up. And there'll be a lot of regret okay. in some of the larger organizations, like Three Arrows that took such gambles, because they, they'll look back on it like, wow, if only we played it a bit more sensibly.
Yeah, just pure greed got the better of people. And actually, I was just uh, looking at coin stats now, going through my own stuff. Um, for those of you who have a little bit of money on the sideline, veracity is down to a seventh of a cent. So even to its all-time high is a free 15x right now, which when they get rolling, I I have no doubt they'll pull an X cab. I don't think they'll go as dollar value. They won't go as high, but market cap wise, even if that pumps them to like a quarter or so from here, I think that would give them roughly an equivalent market cap to uh, to XCAD if I'm not mistaken. But uh, if you wanted to just buy small increments of a coin veracity for uh, a big return next bull run would probably be a solid one. Interesting. I, I might look at that if I can look at it without, without disturbing the XCAD community too much. Too much. <laughs> What is, what is it in percent wise? It's a thousand percent back to all time high. Yeah, it got to just, uh, depending on what exchange it got between, I believe, eight and a half and nine cents, which uh, it peaked late in the bull run. They just started signing their deals, so it didn't really get the full, the full power of the alt run. So this will be the next one coming up or whenever we start running again. It'll be the first time they've actually had a working product deals with advertisers. Um, so they, uh, they got a good chance to pull a, a good, uh, I wouldn't go crazy and say they're going to a buck or anything like people always like to do with penny ones, but uh, to see this thing hit 20, 30 cents wouldn't be a stretch. Yeah, very nice. And actually looking at veracity on the indicator, it gave uh, a buy signal on the 28th of July and it's up about 40% since then. In about in about two weeks so yeah it got so it got down to the low point sixes so but uh it's one of those ones that uh, if you can slowly accumulate while it's down to nothing um definitely worth throwing a, a few hundred bucks at over time yeah that 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 for me is a, a nice one t that's solid good for you yeah it's, it's another altcoin in that resistance zone from the sort of SR flip from uh, kind of June time. There's a lot of vault coins sitting vault. in that position. Yeah. Yeah, I traded at actually once similar to UT. I bought it at just below a cent and uh, sold part of my bag around six, seven cents as well. And now I've uh, I've started accumulating it back again below a penny because I think it can just basically make the same trade all over again. It might not be as quick as it was uh, last year, but. I am 100% with you that we can make that same trade, if not better, on the next run. Yeah, exactly. What you always want to do with these coins is, is think about the market psychology behind it. So you, you go back to like the likes of XRP in 2016, 2017. What, what was happening is it sort of kept climbing up and it had this big narrative of all the banks are going to use it. And if people made some money on it one week, the total friend, oh, I made 50% on XRP, all the banks are going to use it, then that friend will uh, buy it. And then, then they made money the next week, they told another friend. That this is the type of thing that, that will come to the likes of XCAD. Eventually, it will just have a continuous climb. All the YouTubers will be talking about it. More and more people at home will be telling their, their partner, their sons, their daughters, their friends, Look, X, um, XCAD keeps going up. It's, it's you know it's got all these people talking about we'll it. Talk Everyone's going to use it, and it will be an unstoppable machine one day.
And that's the other thing in these market conditions, guys, you can look for stuff that's had some staying power that you know is going to be around. Like another one, for example, some people like it, some people don't, because every so often you get the weird China narrative. V-chain down at anywhere from two cents to three cents with an all-time high of almost 30 cents. V-chain's been around since the start of crypto. It's not going anywhere. So we, that's a pretty safe one at a low cost. Like if you're just looking for some low cost stuff to... uh to not spend a lot of money on, but accumulate some bags at these times. Those are all ones that uh, by the time we get to a next run, you, you, you know that you just know they're not going anywhere. Yeah, and as a lot of them, of course, will be largely or, or fully unlocked as well. I actually meant to share this. Yeah, share this. I've approached Dowmaker and I've asked them if they can do the dirty work for me. I've asked them for a list of all of their coins that will be like fully fully unlocked and when. But when? Oh, I, the token releases? I, yeah. Yeah, because I think some of these, we've forgotten about them. You know, they, they've got a, a, a good use case for the token. They've got good partners. Just they've, they've been so pre-sale heavy. They've really, really suffered. And I think if you can get, if, if we can go shopping, if we do get this drop in October, November, if we can go shopping then for a lot of these that are, yes, are 98% or fully unlocked, uh, they, they will absolutely rip when the market allows them to. Um, I'll send one over to you. I, I actually have the full token unlocked for Wilder, which is also at a bargain basement price. And they seem to like their metaverse that they've already built. If they get the game going and everything, like they got the cars, they got the wolves, they got the kicks, they got everything. Um, I have their token unlocked schedule from the team because their team's friends with the monks guys. So uh, that's one we already have access to. Oh, nice. Is that, has that been out for a while then? Do, do you think it's... Uh, Wilder, it's yeah, out? Wilder came out on Pokestarter, I believe. I want to say about March or April of last year. It was a really good, good Pokestarter launch. Like, I think I got in, I think we got $300 allocations. And at the high, the allocations were like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. It was one of the better Pokestarter launches. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, that sort of... 18 months ago was when the pre-sale hype was everyone was just making easy money i easy always wonder who was actually buying it but um for uh, pre-salers it was incredible yeah yeah you didn't want to buy on token launch if you weren't in the pre-sale because people were just getting killed on slippage but uh, if you managed to get in a few of them which now as a canadian a lot of the starter programs are carboshing canadians so it hasn't been as profitable Ah, Angelo is here. Welcome. Um, has anyone got any sort of last questions or anything that they want to talk about? Angelo's doing a night shift. <laughs> nice, Angelo. <laughs> that picture's great. That's uh, the, the, the photo he shared there is the, the, the systems for the brand new indicator system that they've built. That's one high-powered system. <laughs> <laughs> Those charts are going to be doing double speed. Uh, yeah, good question, Enzo. Um, so, at the moment, I probably get sent maybe one or two new potential pre-sales every week. Um, and, and all of them do take a few hours 
just to sort of initially analyze and make sure it's right for the group so what what was happening maybe six to twelve months ago is or even longer than that this sort of any pre-sale was making people money it was it was amazing but what we've noticed now is a lot of organizations have become wise to it and they're fully aware they can sort of have a basic idea rake in you know five to ten million of funding launch a coin and it sort of wrecks everyone so what we're trying to do now is and our connections and relationships are getting much much better then the more we assist with these the better ones we get offered and that's what's happened with the likes of obscuro and red belly recently there is always you know i could say now there's nothing imminently but i could get sent something tomorrow that i think wow this looks good so yeah keep your eyes peeled i will keep pushing them out and really the hope for me is at some point i can get you know a bit of a gem called out or a nice market mover um or of course with what the guys are doing with the airdrop cartel and things like that if we can get some of these things happening over the next few weeks it'll give everyone that capital to, to move into some of the pre-sales and of course as well if some of the pre-sales uh, do launch and you get a nice five ten percent that's hopefully done like a, a 20 or 30x you sort of get that initial capital back then what i did in like 2019 2020 is i sort of got 5% back from one pre-sale i just put it into another pre-sale and then all of a sudden they're all sort of getting unlocked and you know every week you're getting token sent to you that you can you know sell or keep or buy all the coins with it's great when it starts to happen so yeah just my, my advice on the pre-sales is when they do come don't put everything into one sort of scatter them about a bit because they will unlock at different times they'll all perform differently and it's just a sort of a, a good way to play it but i think the fact that we're in a few pre-sales now and people are like okay they've not launched yet when are we getting some money back believe me it's a good thing because these these are still just sitting at sort of non-tradable levels so whatever the market does at the moment it doesn't matter your your you know one two thousand dollars you maybe put in it's still worth that at the moment at pre-sale level and if they do start to launch in q4 or q1 next year which a lot of them are going to and the market starts to pick up you, you will be laughing because they, they will move up your you'll get your unlocks out you'll be making profit left right and center and, and you can you know do nice things with that or, or re-diversify your portfolio so take it from me I, i've played the pre-sale game hard individually and and that's what i'm trying to offer everyone now is basically to beat the market you know and i, I don't want us worrying about buying coins anymore that the pre-salers are selling on us with i, I want us to be the pre-salers i want people to envy us you know that damn those people that got an obscuro on the seed round that i want that to be us <laughs> so yeah keep your eyes peeled out i will have more updates when i get them for you and i think that's one thing we've had a, a nice advantage is a lot of groups even that i'm in most people went so big on the pre-sales as the market was taping out they they used up all their capital um and if you hit on these pre-sales guys depending on where you are in the world what your budget is like a thousand dollars into a pre-sale that hits can easily become a hundred thousand dollars once the market turns around like you don't have to buy a ten thousand dollar or five thousand dollar allocation like if that's what we're offered or depending on what the limits are um really budget your way through the pre-sales to make sure you, like cm said play the odds play lots of them unless for some reason you have a gut feeling that you really like this one but uh, when it comes to pre-sales um 
the more the more you can play and the better your results tend to end up being yeah exactly that that's absolutely correct just i know it feels like when you look at one you can feel so so bullish about it and you feel like you want to put everything into it but it's just not the best way to do it if uh, you know one's going to do 100x and one's going to do 50x you know, if, if you get a thousand dollars in each of them, then then your average there is seventy five x. You know, it's it's not that big a difference, but it's, it's a much smarter way to play it. Absolutely. Yeah, in case one doesn't launch, in case one goes bust, and that money's gone, and unfortunately, if that's the one all your money's in, and that company just goes bust or screws the investors, your capital's soaked up, and now you got to regain for regain and reload, and hopefully scrape together some funds for for the next few. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the, so people will say about, you know, we do take some of the, the fees off it. So what happens is we get pitched these pre-sales sometimes by uh, VC funds themselves or sometimes the team and they themselves can take, you know, five, ten percent straight away as a fee for us getting involved. And of course, we do have a lot of people researching this and the level of research is sometimes so detailed that there was a project, I think about three months ago, I can't remember the name of it, but what they were proposing and they had in their pitch deck, they were going to get Binance listing and all this and who they were connected with. It sounded absolutely unbelievable and amazing. What I ended up doing was, because I was a bit speculative of it, I actually went into extreme detail into the, the people that were sort of organizing it. And through this, I found like their previously registered domain names and their name. And with this, I managed to find like their business history. So in the UK, you can go into a website called Companies House and you can see who's previously been CEOs of companies and things like that. And what I found out was I think that the top four or five of the team were actually already running just a normal real estate business that was severely underwater. When, when I looked at their financial history and records, they were underwater. And now out of nowhere, they were asking for, you know, five to ten million dollars for a sort of crypto based presale. Now, obviously, to me, that's a huge red flag. These guys cannot run a normal real estate company when real estate has been booming and now they suddenly want to enter crypto. So that that is the level of detail we go into this is is extreme and it's all about protection. But again, as Zeke said, nothing is a guarantee either. Like, you know, people can get ill, pass away, you can get hacked, anything can happen. So so never, never all into any of them. Absolutely not. Anyone else got any anything else? Sometimes I always think, how are we going to manage to talk for almost an hour, um, and then we sort um, of always we, manage to do it. I was going to say we manage to do it pretty smoothly most times. <laughs> oh, Angela's typing. Hold on. What do we got? He'll be doing like one one handed typing in secret, won't he? It's probably take a while just to say something like thanks guys. <laughs> How long do we have to invest? Okay, well I, I spoke to Obscuro today. Um so I as said in the initial pitch deck for it, I'm still negotiating with them on the on the fees. So hopefully people will get more tokens than they actually expect out of this. Because we're doing such a large raise on our side and we are pretty close to target. Um we can hopefully negotiate down the fees with that as well. I'm also encouraging them to give us an extension because we're actually now in a bit of a power position. I wasn't sure. So the way this works is I sort of say to them, I give them an estimate. 
how much do I think I can raise? I was like, right, if, if you can give us $300,000, I think I can do it. But there's no guarantees. And then they say to me, okay, if you raise that, we might bring down the fees. Um, and also, if you raise that, it gives us a bit more power and, and how long we've got. Because obviously, they want they want that cash in. And if I say to them, we've got it sitting there, give us a few more days, that's fine. So I, I, I do think this could potentially run for a few days yet. And I, I do think we should fill it out. Um, um, I think last I checked, the intro were around two and a, two and a quarter ish. Yeah, we're, we're definitely over the the quarter of a million mark, which at, the, at this uh, level and area in the market is incredible. Um, and I'm just so happy I've managed to give this opportunity to everyone with these pre-sales. I think this will completely change the game for us. Like, it's been a slow, hard slog to. You know, I had good relationships with Dowmaker. It got me talking to other people. When you start, you know, pushing some coins and they see, like, you know, the whole market's going down, but this this coin, Meaties, that you've pushed is going up. What's going on? It gives you a bit more power and, and, and clout. I hate that word, but, but clout is an influencer. And they, they start to talk to you more. And then you suggest ideas like, well, you know, I, I could maybe run it through my group. You know, if you give me a bit of access to this, I can do raises for you. I'll get the people in the group to, you know, retweet and share the video and things like that. And that's all this has stemmed from. Just hard, hard relationship and, and connection making with with people, at the, top with of people at the top of crypto. Damn, my crypto face just shared it. We got 39k to go. That's considering the market conditions and uh, what's been going on. That we're already at 261. Last I looked, we we're around 225. We only got uh, 39,000 to go to uh, top that thing off. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that that that's amazing. Very very happy with that. So it looks it looks like that will fill for us, and that's just. An amazing position for us to be in, you know, involved in such big boys in crypto and even for the financial world and the input we are giving Obscuro on on how to sort of run this, their tokenomics and, and launching and things like that. And and with this will hopefully come other opportunities in terms of securing the network and, and doing other things for them as well. So what we're also trying to get get in writing, I have had it verbally, is hopefully be in a position where your talk, uh, tokens, although locked and you can't sell them, I'm hopefully going to have it negotiated where you will be able to basically have, have them staked just for an easy way to understand it and, and get rewards through your actual locked tokens, which of course would be incredible as well. So stay tuned for so that. Stay tuned for that. Oh, we might get early access to the staking contract. That would be cool. Yeah, who knows? They, they absolutely love what, what we're trying to do. And the good thing is, of course, if, if anyone ends up sort of building through them, like we've seen with other layer twos and other projects that have surfaced from that, if, if you were one of the ones that sort of kicked it all off or were there at the start, it'll bring a, a whole host of other opportunities for us. So, yeah, definitely watch this space. So that's kind of a neat deal, guys, if uh, the way I understand it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, like say each of us get 100,000 tokens, we're going to be able to put those 100,000 tokens in the staking contract. They're going to be locked still for their vesting period, but we'll be able to get the interest from the staking to sell, am I correct along those lines? Yeah, yeah you've assumed correctly there. So basically the, the benefit of this would be you'd potentially income yeah and you know with this having an initial uh fully diluted market cap of 50 million dollars if it goes up to like one two billion dollar market cap which if it's got eighteen thousand applications it's involved with r3 
and you've got is optimism fully diluted like six billion or something like that oh some of the some of the layer ones and layer twos fully diluted or just pure insanity like i said the one thing i like about tencent is their constant burns like unless more companies start to do that they're going to dilute their own projects value wise yeah or the team has to keep their tokens locked up forever basically yeah, so I mean, if 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 Obscuro goes to like a hundred and twenty billion dollar market cap, that's that's over over a hundred x. So, um, that that's the type of thing to look forward to. And of course, I completely believe that you know Ethereum will hit one, two, three trillion dollar market cap, and the layer twos will all be at hundred, two hundred billion dollar market cap. When you start getting into those numbers, it will be crazy for us, and that's what I absolutely hope. Yeah, that's when you got to play the long game. Yeah, exactly. And the long, the long game for me is always to to try and get your initial out on the first unlock, and then you've got that capital you've to got invest that in another pre-sale or or just do something nice, and and you're safe knowing you've got you know ninety or ninety-five percent of your tokens left to unlock, and you can sell those at the right time. Or if, if this is a protocol that lasts for 10, 15, 20, 30 years and, and you've got that capital wealth sitting in there in a staking reward mechanism that's giving you like 10% or something like that, you know, if your, your total capital is at like, you know, 200 grand, you're getting 10% back, it's, it's like 20,000 20, a year, you know, it's it's great. It gives you that opportunity to do the things you want to in life for for not even selling. Um, but I think we're, we're pretty much done there. There's no no other questions I can see. Um, I am back now, so I will catch up in all my, my messages and stuff I've missed. I, I ended up going to an area in France where there was actually no phone signal at all. Um, and the Wi-Fi was like part of the the property that, that owned the lodge I was at. And it was like half a mile walk. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to turn the phone off. And it was pretty good. Um, but no, I'm back now, everyone, so I will get caught up in the chats and stuff. All right, well, that wrapped up our hour. Bang on. We'll see what Angela's typing here to finish up, and we'll, we'll call it a day. <laughs>